like a, some sort of white berry uh white i think you know just the that's just your normal timbre of your voice oh wow uh, it sounds like casey Kasem. <laughs> that does not sound like that, casey Kasem. how about now i'm casey Kasem. i'm casey Kasem. Uh, Bullwinkle after a stroke <laughs> is what that sounds like. Hey, Rocky, what else we pull a rabbit out of my hat? <laughs> Have I heard you do your impressions before? Uh, I don't know. I don't do a lot of impressions, like, on stage. I mean, I oh. just do mostly the Marvin Yeah, Okay, yeah, stage. listeners, he's giving me the face, like, I don't really do it. He's being coquettish about it. He's like, please ask me. I'll, I'll, can I James Lipton you in this one? <laughs> right, or Byron Allen. speak to Marvin? <laughs> yeah. Mm, how's it going? <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like I I always definitely tried to do voices. That was my first like passion. That was like when I was like eight or nine years old, I seriously was like, I wanna do that. Like I wanna be Mel Blank. I wanna be, you know, Billy West. That is a complete uh childish career, I feel like, you of know. Of course. Doing voices. Who wouldn't wanna like make silly voices and get paid for it? <laughs> you know? Yeah, and then it was either that or I want to be the manager at a candy store. I get candy every day. <laughs> yeah, and then he ends up like getting like type two diabetes, you know, ten years in. And then he dies, you know, twenty years in. But at least, you know, I would have like, you know, if I was a famous VO actor, I would at least get a Coke habit, you know, eight eight years in and then die twenty years in. That's fair. But at least have a lot more money than that stupid candy maker. Coke is adult candy, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's a lot better than sugar. <laughs> pixie is the gateway drug. Pixie sticks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You ever sniffed or snorted a pixie stick? Oh, I've sniffed them. I have not snorted them. Right. I remember, uh, obviously, back in high school and junior high, it would always be those like dare type of situations where like, I dare you to sniff that. Obviously, you just do it. Yeah. And then clearly regret it later. <laughs> regret it at the moment, right? Right, right. You remember that... Uh, it was called Raven's Revenge. Oh no! And it yes. was like actual, like like a vial of yep. like just dust, kind of. But it wasn't like you know pixie dust. It was like kind of like less cut up pixie dust. <laughs> it, it was a scientist's test tube mm-hmm. with a cork on the top. Yes, and then it had pixie stick dust in it, and then kind of like smashed pieces of hard candy, very tiny. Yeah, about a, bigger than a, a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. And, oh, no, did you... And, of course, yeah, we definitely snorted that shit. Oh, wow. And I I feel like it was... Yeah, as we were doing it, I'm like, this is stupid. Why? We we all know this is stupid, right? <laughs> Wait, that's, so, that's, so that's not as you were doing it. That's still before it's happening. You're realizing it's stupid. It's right. not like you're you're. It's going up the nose. And you're like, this is stupid. No, you're setting up the it's lines. The and you're like, oh, this is the peer pressure. Thing. It's so powerful. They say like, you know, your your parents will always go, uh, would you jump off your bridge if your friends did it? And I'm like, well, I I think I would. <laughs> if I'm gonna sniff like fucking Razor's Revenge way before I know this is stupid, I think I would jump off the bridge if I saw five dudes do it before me <laughs> raven's revenge by the way takes me back to just mm. getting a vial of raven's revenge at the mall yep after orange julius coming home watching tgif yeah just kicking back man what was your favorite uh show from tgif you know it the winner uh without a doubt is family matters mm-hmm. iconic clearly but Miracle, obviously yeah but the b-sides the the second string on tgif that is nothing to buck at you know. Yeah, obviously, yeah, Full House, Dinosaurs, Step by Step. Step by Step. Step by Step was uh, the white answer to Family Matters, I Of course, like. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Instead of Urkel. JT was Urkel. <laughs> which one was JT? 
the, the brother or the cousin you know the the guy that lived, lived in, in the, the van, van. yeah <laughs> lived in the van yep yeah no that was the oracle because he was Urkel. definitely like brought on kind of i don't know if he was there from the beginning or not maybe you know i'll have to go look in my dvd collection of step by step i feel like Blu-ray it was and laserdisc it was the same thing that urkel where you know they they had like six or seven episodes and we're like yeah this this could be funnier like we need something to like <laughs> jazz this up <laughs> like step by step really was the uh the upside down version of Family Matters, right? Because it was all white, and instead of a super smart Urkel, it was a just dumb as shit. Yes. Urkel just ruining everything. Yeah, and that was just a white guy who, off camera, uh, was a kickboxer and then just beat the shit out of his girlfriend or wife. Did That's you hear about right. that? Yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. He, was so, he was such a mild mannered goof. It was like it was like hearing Goofy, you know, physically abused Minnie Mouse or something. Like what? Mm-hmm. That's that's terrible. Yours. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I was about to. I was doing the bounce pass to you. You picked it up. Thanks. I like it. Took it to the hole. <laughs> I hate step by step. <laughs> anyway, uh, no, I feel like there were definitely some similarities. But have you wanted to do, or have you heard of uh, Andrew Santa Maria's podcast? He does a podcast on family matters. You know, I was on that podcast. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And uh, he records that podcast. In I his remember car. hearing you. You guys were like boiling inside, like, or you were, it was like a sauna or something. It was, it was a hot, <laughs> it was, it was a summer night, but it's Southern California. So it was October, mm-hmm. but it was hot. It was, probably, it was that one week where it was fucking hot as balls here. Yes. In, during the night, it was 75, 80 and it was humid. And then. Andrew Santa Maria had been running the air conditioner yeah. while he was recording podcasts with other people. Yeah. And then I told Andrew, I'm like, we got to be professional here, man. Turn off that air conditioner, roll up these <laughs> windows, and let's get it done. And, yes. Uh, little yes. did I know how humid and, and hot. Literally every centimeter of my body was sweating after that. Right. Yeah. And uh, it was very unpleasant. And it was just, it was, uh, it was like a sweatshop for podcast producing. What it felt like. <laughs> I was just trying to be well, funny as you're just trying to you're, my mouth was hanging open trying to gasp for some sort of cool air right you're like you're wanting me to tell jokes I'm trying to make sure I don't die right now <laughs> we're, we're watching family matters there's sweat dri- yeah. uh, dripping into my eyes pouring in. I can't even see the screen is this the last thing I do before I die <laughs> <laughs> yeah is that Urkel or is that JT I can't even see anymore <laughs> oh man is the last thing I hear did I do that <laughs> Comics Live! You're listening to me. Hopefully you're still listening after that intro. <laughs> yeah, to me, D. Williams, a.k.a. Daryl Williams, a.k.a. Dumbass, a.k.a. Dude that's hanging out with another friend of mine who goes by the name of Brandon Nariman Jetty. I sensed a millisecond hesitance on calling me a friend, and because <laughs> that is the first time you've called me a friend, and I, but I do feel like we're there now, Daryl. You and me, we're, we're there now, buddy. Thanks. Yeah, I mean, you have been on uh, the Sex in the City podcast as well as uh, just, you know, been in my life, I guess, pretty much since day one of my uh, open mic scene. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've I've been your comedy daddy. I think I remember meeting you for the first time 
probably at the library. Yeah, you know, I'm sure I don't remember meeting you. I do remember, though, the first, it might have not been the first time, but at least probably most times, if not every time that I've ran into you, it's always been pleasant. It's never been like, this guy is like, what the hell? Or always in like, you know, I never see you in a bad mood. I'm not saying you've never been in a bad mood. Yeah, but no. you've never been like like if I've said like, "Hey, what's up, Brandon?" You've you've never went like, "Get the hell away from me," or "Fuck you," or whatever. The, those people <laughs> you, you never see in a bad mood, they just go home and cry, or they <laughs> they punch a kitten. You know what I mean? Those are the people yeah. you have to be most worried about. I go home and cry, so at least <laughs> you know I'm not hurting animals. Well, at least on the outside, you're like you know you know giving a lot of hugs, going a lot of "What's up, man? Glad to see you." How yeah, you and then just on the drive home, I'm Philip Seymour Hoffman in Boogie yeah. Nights. I'm an idiot. I'm a fucking idiot. I'm a fucking idiot. I'm a fucking idiot. Why did I try to kiss him? Yeah. <laughs> Why did I try that crowd work? Yeah, oh. exactly. Hey, uh, I like your crowd work with the intern oh. at Max Bloom's. Yep, That's I, pretty tough. I got an intern. He's great. Yeah. Real, 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 oh, He's actually uh-huh. pretty funny, too. You know, I just I see him always as bottom bitch because, you know, he, he's my intern. How did he become your intern? He asked me. He's 17 years old. He's still in high school. He needs to do an internship before his high school. Mm-hmm. He asked me to do it. There was no internship position before he asked. And then he, <laughs> he was so polite about it. He's like, he's like, would it be possible if uh, you know, I could help you maybe set up the stage and, and do whatever you need me to do? And wow, I could be cool. the intern for uh, the intern for the show. And he, he didn't. This is what's so silly about young kids and whatnot. They don't know. Uh, he didn't have to sell me like oh like coming on his in, on his knees and that he created a position for himself like he basically was like hey you want me to help you yeah and it's like free help am I going to turn that down no, no. give it to me but also what I ended up finding out was just uh, you know young high school kids that don't have any experience doing anything they really have they they're idiots they they don't know how to do anything at all <laughs> they they treat things they treat me you know like a like a teacher or something mm, so mm. if they don't show up to maybe the show. They'll just text me a half an hour after, like, sorry, couldn't make it. I'm like, no, no, fuck you, man. You can't just do that. If you're not going to be there, tell me you're not going to be there. So you have to train them. Yep, and that's yep. that's why that's why the work is free. Right, right. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, it's hard to get uh, free help to do what you want to do. It's, it's, you know, you can't lead with the stick. You have to lead with the carrot. No, I'm pure stick. I'm all stick. I haven't given him a taste of that carrot. Right. Well, most... Mm, that sounded uh, vaguely sexual. Most bosses are stick-orientated. <laughs> Yeah, the terrible ones are, and I have no problem being a terrible boss. Right. So, and it just, it feels so good to just really browbeat just a, a, a young, a youth, you know? Yes. It's, that's in my yes. genes. I want to be a parent now just because I like talking down to children and young have people you so ever, much. Yeah. Have you ever thought about having kids or? Yeah, definitely. I want, I want babies, man. You know, I want. How many want would you want? Five, six bundles of joy. Just, really? That many? Just, you know, just enough. So. I want, you know, I don't Both I want more boys than one. And girls. Boy, just the whole just all of them. Just they right. so they they play with each other basically. They take care of themselves. I want them to form their own gang. Oh, right. Where they kind of look after like each other. Like the Brady bunch. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Where it's it's uh it's kind of like when you buy real estate and then you rent it out and it kind of earns money on its own. Mm-hmm. I want to have enough kids where oh, they kind right. of they become their own entity that they kind start of just making, takes care of itself. Yeah, they contribute. <laughs> they make you money. Yeah, yeah, and eventually, yep, gonna get them some sort of a factory job right, in Mexico. Right. Or you could be like, you know, the, the the stage dad. You know, you could put them into the like, you know, movies and modeling early and you could be there like, you know, dad that takes them to all those like you know toddlers and tiaras types of things you know know, and create the next honey boo boo that's a little too supportive of me as a father i would start with that i would bring them to auditions and then once they didn't get maybe like the first one i'd be like you failed you failed how supportive these clothing in uh mexico city 
How supportive do you want to be in a in a dad? Do you want to be you know your your kid's best friend, or do you want to be you know their disciplinarian like hard ass role model that they later respect later in life? That's such a great question. You know, I want to just let them do what they want to do. Because I never felt like my dad was my best friend. I like my dad, but I don't feel like he was like, you know, into the same things as me. We weren't like, you know, palling it up. He was never good at playing Double Dragon. No, he wasn't like playing video games with me. Or like, you know, I wasn't also like, you know, wrenching on the car with him. It wasn't like, yeah, we were like kind of separated and like, yeah, we liked each other. But it wasn't like... We were into one another. <laughs> <laughs> He's just not that into you, the the father's son edition. Exactly. Right. Like, he would kind of show up to, like, you know, the, like, soccer games and the baseball games, but he would also be, like, talking on his phone. Yeah, yeah, You know, yeah, yeah. making, you know, business calls and shit like that. You were the Jennifer Garner, and he was the Zac Efron. You mm-hmm. know? He was always, his eyes always kind of were straight. Other kids maybe scoring the goals. Yes. Hitting the home runs. Like, let me tell you right now, like... Uh, Cats in the Cradle uh, speaks to me very much so. So I don't read books, but... <laughs> it's a it's a song, actually, by Harry Chapin. I don't listen to music, either. A child arrived just the other day He came to the world in the usual way But there were planes to catch and bills to pay He learned to walk while I was away And he was talking for a new it And as he grew, he'd say, I'm gonna be like you dad you know i'm gonna be like you oh you no. well i uh, remember but no one has no one has yeah. broken the lyrics down that must have been one sad night oh yeah it's about a basically in front like of a youtube lyric video you've never heard that song i've heard it but i don't it's cats in the cradle that's already lost yeah. it's already about cats in a cradle i'm not already not listening i'm already not <laughs> well, I'm like, that's the chorus cool. but the verses are basically about like you know this guy you know, raises his kid and he doesn't have time for the kid throughout the kid's life. And then when the kid becomes an adult, he's trained to use a litter box. Yes. (laughs) It's actually, yes, an adult cat, (laughs) a furry. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not about um, a man and his son. It's about a man and his cat. (laughs) Dad, I'm yiffing in here. Yep. (laughs) Oh, right. He's a furry. Right. Exactly. I get it. I get it. Dad, (laughs) Stop being so, like, non-binary. <laughs> but that's the thing. So the song is basically about, like, this guy having a kid and not having time for his kid. And then when his kid becomes older and adult, the adult kid doesn't now have time for his old man. That, you know, wow, really? Yeah. That's, what that's, that's the song. It reminds me of uh, kind of when I broke down the lyrics on Little Miss Moppet sat on a Toffet. Right, right, right. <laughs> that, How many other songs do you not know the, like, meanings of? <laughs> well, I don't even know what Little Miss Moppet was about. I don't know what a Toffet is. Uh, but, yeah, no, but, so. Yeah. No, it's Little Miss Muffet sat on a Tuffet. Okay. I'm... And a Tuffet, I believe, is a type of mushroom. Oh, really? So, yeah, she sat on a mushroom. Hey guys, the internet here. Daryl is 100% wrong. A tuffet is actually defined as a small clump of grass, or it is a small footstool. What an idiot. Spreading lies. What a piece of... You're just the song lyrics meaning guy, huh? Right, and uh, do you know what curds and whey is? I'm assuming it's not some sort of a dairy product. It is a dairy product. <laughs> that was the twist. It's exactly <laughs> what you thought it was. <laughs> it's Amazing. the like separation of like the, the when when you're trying to make cheese. <laughs> 
Oh, it's yeah. It's like okay. the, when you make when you start to curdle the cheese, it turns into curds, and then the whey is the the milk and the water <laughs> that remains. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> you're aware of this, all right? I right? mean, I I literally thought you were going somewhere else. Like curds is the is the blood of of fallen ele- enemies in the yep. Tokugatsu Empire, right? The, the Kurds, you know, <laughs> the Kurdish <laughs> or the Kurds. It was it's a time travel <laughs> reference, actually. Right, right. The Kurds in in Shogun era Japan. Mm-hmm, as is mm-hmm. com- that's, that's a common period piece that's done. So uh, <laughs> this is not a, a segue in any means or a good segue, but uh, mm-hmm. you have another podcast that I've been able to grace my presence on. Oh, I do. The thing I like the most about a podcast yeah. is one where you can hear the name and it kind of gets you horny for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. important. I, if I'm listening to anything, I want to get horny. Yeah. So, <laughs> so is that why you were a guest on the Sex in the City podcast? You're like, sex, I'm in. I thought it was about something totally different. <laughs> I ended up just watching oh, TV. It's about four middle-aged women. <laughs> We're watching an HBO show, but not the, the yeah, shows that are on after two. It's not real sex. Not after dark. Yeah, yeah, this is not at all what I expected. But what did you... What, obviously, your title of your show is... <laughs> obviously. You know, I sometimes forget, but it is called Tales from the Pole. Mm-hmm. And, uh-huh. and the theme is basically you and your co-host, Aaron Hart have a comedian and another type of erotic type of person that's in the entertainment industry that's we have someone from yeah exactly adult entertainment yeah and they just have fun and talk and yeah no we have someone from adult entertainment whether it be an escort a stripper uh someone that works at dave and busters just any type of adult (laughs) hey Uh, i know a girl that works at dave and busters we want to have her on we want to hear her story uh Kelly McConville, she works at Dave and Buster's. Kelly, if you're listening right now, message me on Facebook. You know, actually, she would really be good on that show. Yeah, you should really get her as a guest. Uh, she is one. She's uh, she's on our list of guests. We have a ton of guests. So yeah, exactly. So we have it's Aaron Hart who is an ex stripper. It's me who loves current strippers. comedian. <laughs> yeah, Aaron Hart is a current comedian as well. It's me who loves strippers and any type of sex workers. Anyone that's willing to show their their bottoms. Or their their you know their other privates and breasts for yeah. for for men or women. Are you a tit or an ass man? Why see that's that comes up all the time. Why do I have to choose? Oh yeah, I Why shouldn't I have choose, to choose either. Yeah, you shouldn't have to. No, this is uh this is not even a Sophie's choice because it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't Sophie having to decide you know if if her daughter had to lose her arms or something. Right. It's right. That's a whole person. The the person hopefully. You know, unless there was a, a double mastectomy or a vaginectomy, is going to mm. have those pieces. I'm sorry, vaginectomy. I guess a uh, uh, rectum, rectomy. It I, is nice when like <laughs> a woman has like a good mixture of both. You know, it is always interesting where like I've noticed, at least in my experience, the women that I've had, it's usually one or the other. You know, it's not necessarily like oh man, the ass and the titties are just banging. No, it's like okay, the ass is cool. But the titties, man. See, no, no, yeah, well, that's because... Or like, oh, yeah, the titties, yeah, they're, they're all right. But, man, that, was, that ass, though. That's because we are we both, and me included, we are both low-level peasants. <laughs> Any woman that has both ass and tits right. has been picked up by a guy in a Ferrari. Yeah, they're not... They're not hitting us up. <laughs> they they don't even know we exist. Exactly. They think everyone. Oh, it's like oh yeah, this the Mercedes Benz is the Ford Escort. You know, it's because world. I believe we're in Maserati, L.A. and Orange County. Like we're in this very populated area where like yeah, hot chicks know their value. 
and know that they're like hot chicks. Like if we were still in like podunk, you know, like rural Indiana or something like that, I feel like we could definitely like pick up on one of those hot chicks because they're like, okay, we're just like the one hot chick. We don't know we're exactly like the hot chick. We might understand that we're like hotter than Bertha over on this side of the tracks, but we don't know that we're like Cindy Crawford hot yet. You know, once there's an attractive Bertha, that woman is going to be complaining so much. Right. But until that day occurs, you feel like always going to be right. Squirrel pussies. That was brought to you by weed. That's my terrible Joe Rogan impression. <laughs> I like that. Do you, do you do any impressions? I definitely don't. I, let me try to pull something out right now. Okay. I'm George Bush. Right. No. That, the senior. Senior. Think senior. <laughs> Say, read my lips. Read my lips. No, that's JFK. That's, we're, we're honing in on something. <laughs> yeah, read my yeah. lips. No mm-hmm. new taxes. <laughs> there you go. That's kind of that's kind of Bush. Uh, what about like Obama? Can you do like an? Uh, well, we have seen today the Constitution. That's not. Uh, that's yeah, not that's bad. not that's bad. Okay. It's more of the cadence than what the like actual sound is. It is the like what we're gonna do is not raise any more <laughs> taxes. Uh, but you do have to have a little bit of a draw, a little bit of a a, a black man in you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just the tip of a black man in you. Oh That'll boy. make you do an Obama really well. Mm. Obviously, this is going to turn into the a Me Too podcast. Mm-hmm. After after mm-hmm. that's going to be my Facebook post. After this, yep, yeah. Invited me into his home. You know, I, I feel knew like it was any weird. guy that grew up in the '90s has had a Me Too experience because they're just around other teenage boys. You know, I feel like there's a lot of like unwanted, you know, sexual like. <laughs> Sexual exploration was invented in the 90s. Is that what you're saying? I'm just saying, like... I'm about the Generation Xers I'm just... I'm talking about, like, hazing and, like, you know, like, just punching each other in the nuts and stuff. That can be now considered, like, he sexually assaulted me because, like, you know, he was 13 and thought it was funny if he hit me in the nuts with a broomstick. Well, no, the difference is that it, it evolved into that, but the origins of that, I believe were in uh, segregation when they would just punch a black man in the face just for being black. <laughs> right. And then when they got, you know, equal rights, then it just it, 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 it spread out to the masses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just don't want it to be like, you know, that's a slippery slope. I've gotten hit in the nuts plenty of times as a kid. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go back and say, hey, those people uh, sexually assaulted me. Yeah. I could say they, they just assaulted me. Well, it, it depends. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, that's not a sexual assault. It depends. if Is he smiling and does he have an erection as, as he's punching in the nuts? Then that's a sexual assault. <laughs> I've been groped in the nuts right. recently. Like Terry, not in the 90s. Like Terry Crews. Yeah, 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 yeah. Terry, yeah. Oof, man. Everybody's got a story now. That's the thing. Uh, I wish Terry Crews, I'm glad he said it. I, I'm, I'm also not glad he said it, though, too. You know what I mean? Hmm. That that man I just see as a pillar of strength as just it is crazy how like that type of guy would still let something like that happen. You know, he held that much restraint or he was just so dumbfounded or like struck in awe or whatever, because you would think like your initial reaction would be like to beat the fuck out of this guy or to just like at least grab him and be like, what the fuck are you trying to do, bro? (laughs) I I assume his reaction would be straight out of his old spice commercials, you know? Goodbye. Oh no! I don't. 
Right. He flexes, his shirt rips off, his pecs start twitching, and then he just beats the shit out of the guy. With his pecs. <laughs> yeah, with his pecs, exactly. His pecs have teeth, as per the commercials. Right, and, and they just face. eat his head off. <laughs> yeah, that's what I, you know, but we can't, you, 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 you gotta tear all your but heroes down, you know It what just I mean? proves that, that, you know, that power plays a big part of it, where it is like, this person holds something over me, or has this whatever that I'm just gonna freeze or just let you know, him used to have me not do anything about it. Yeah. It's the same thing with all these other guys that have, you know, perpetrated themselves. Uh, it's this power struggle. I don't even want to get into, I'm, I'm, I'm so like on the fence. I'm not saying like I'm condoning any of these guys, but it is such a, like a man, I wish these people weren't this way. I wish these like things that they held in secret were just something that they didn't do. <laughs> you know, like, uh, that's just a shame matter. that there's so many people that have this in their closet. You know, how many more people have this? You know, that is the most. Uh, uh, We're not even talking about famous people. I'm just talking about people in general. You that, know? That's the most childlike approach to this I've ever heard. Mommy, why are there bad people? Why do they do bad things? <laughs> right. Why it's don't just, they love? But it is like, does it come with being successful? Is that what like drives it, or is like the success just like a, a weird like offshoot of it? No, you know, would they be doing this regardless of their fame? I, they probably had some sexual hangups, and then just when you have that type of power, that's never good for anybody. Some people were saying like, I was talking with some other comics, and they were discussing like, because I was always just confused of the of the act itself. Like Louie and and Harvey, they're both like just jerking off in front of women. That's not my first go to. The times I've been with women, I'm not like, hey, just stand over there while I jerk off. Is that cool? Even if they were down with it, that wouldn't be my first move. And a lot of comics were telling me like, oh, it's because they had wives and, you know, other girlfriends and blah, blah, blah. And this is their way of like getting off, but not having any type of like footprint. Wow. They, those comics really understand where <laughs> Louis coming from. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. I mean, they're just trying to, uh, you know, obviously like kind of figure out why this is their kink. Like, why would you want to, like, just jerk off in front of a girl instead of just... And I'm not trying to say one's, like, like why isn't he trying to rape her? <laughs> like, but it is, like... I w- to put Daryl Williams on the record here, he wishes they were raped by... No, I'm not. I'm not comedians. saying that at all. I'm You're just on saying the record it's, now. it's just perplexing to me thinking, like, really? That's what you wanted to do with her? Is just jerk off in front I, of her? I, I, you know, that's their... I do... I, I get that that's their kink. And, uh, and maybe this is, that's the thing. It's like, this is semantics. It's like, who cares? Like what they're, they're doing stuff in front of women that they shouldn't be doing. Yeah. You know, and the climate has changed so much because there was a, I used to listen to the Opie and Anthony show. Right. And there was a, uh, there, and Jay Moore was a frequent guest on it. And he would tell this story of, uh, how he would close on some women and kind of just, you know, basically get him to do anything sexual or get him to do something sexual. He said he's on stage. No, no, no. He would be dating this woman Uh and uh, he was in, he'd be in a car and he said it's worked several times for him. And uh, you know, they'd be kind of making out or whatever and and it'd be fine. And and maybe nothing was going on. And he said he would just whip his dick out and start jacking it off. Kind of like Louis ish. Mm -hmm. And then he'd just say, what are we going to do about this? Mm. And then he said multiple times, the women have just started blowing him. Yeah. Don't do oh, Daryl, don't <laughs> like I'm taking um, notes like mm. <laughs> See, you know, and so now that was so that was Opie and Anthony or that was yes. you know two thousands. Right. But now in this current climate, if you did that, that's pretty much similar to what kind of Louis was. Doing. Yes.
you feel like you like doom you know your your kid if you name them a certain name you know if you were to name your kid Gertrude do you feel like they're gonna now grow up to be like some huge fat nerd that's a great question you know and that's really or are I they gonna be some Cindy Crawford the thing is well now unfor- not not unfortunately but now I feel like what's going on is people are naming their kids ugly names mm-hmm. ironically so yes. Gertrude is gonna be the next hot girl because then it'll also be shortened to like Gertie. Gertie. Or like, oh. yeah, like Jerry. You know, Gertie. And, Look yeah. at the gams on Gertie. Mm-hmm. You know, mm, gams. That's what uh, Drew Barrymore's character's name was in E.T. Gertie. Gertie? Yeah. Mm-hmm. She was one hot child, so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she. That's when she peaked at eight. <laughs> and that- <laughs> Going back to uh, our uh, creepy talk from earlier. That's just our lives, though. You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. We're trying to make this funny, guys. Hey, I'm going for creep. We're, I have, how many times have you felt like I was trying to be funny and then I just ended up being creepy? Uh, you know, 99% of the time, <laughs> it's usually like that. Yes. But luckily, I'm seen as such kind of like a, a wayfish imp that yeah. people are like, yeah. yeah, but you know, he's a wayfish imp that's vaguely effeminate, so it's fine. I have a bit about uh, moderately calling out my like creepiness, like where I'll like own up to like, hey, I'm a creep, but like at least I'm like a gentleman, like while I'm being creepy. Lately, I've been told that I'm I'm a creep. A lot of people in this scene have told me you're kind of creepy, dude. Like, what the fuck is that about? Like, not like the cool creepy, like you're living in your car drinking twelve beers a night, creepy. No, it's like. You say a lot of things that, like, a rapist would say. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, that's the thing. Like, but that's, I'm not a rapist. Like, I say a lot of things that would maybe say I am, but I'm a gentleman deep down. Yeah, I'm creepy, but I own it. All of you guys are creeps. What? <laughs> fucking hey, All of you guys are fucking creeps. You just don't own up to it. Like, I guarantee you, all of us has, have thought, what does that bartender's nipples look like? What do they look like? I'm sure they're amazing. But that's the thing. Like, I'm a gentleman, so I'm thinking that they're amazing. I'm not thinking like they're fucking cockeyed or, you know, like droopy looking. No. I'm a gentleman. But here's the thing, guys. Like, that's probably creepy to, like, admit this. But let's ask her. What's worse? All of us thinking about your nipples or none of us thinking about your nipples? Damn right. See? We're all creeps and she loves it. She loves it. <laughs> I'm only picking on the bartender because there's only two other female comics and let's be honest, her their nipples are good. <laughs> They're not even listening to us, so don't worry about it. Alright, um, <laughs> You guys, be honest. Come on. She's doing great now. And she's giving us beer. Like, who wouldn't want that? Anyway, anyway, all right. Enough about the bartender. Well, the last thing I'll say is tip her. Give her just the tip. Yeah, that definitely redeems the creepiness. I'm glad you... Uh, I'm just imagining your perfect pussy. What's wrong with you? Like, I'm imagining it being perfect. Gertie, you're such a prude. Like, 
<laughs> you should. I don't know why you're living in Long Beach. You should be in some Alaskan town. I feel like that's where you would be king. Just in some right, in Juneau, right, 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 where there's like eight to one women versus or, men, like or, to, or to eight men. men to one women. Right, one exactly. Woman. It might be ten to one. Yeah, but that's that would be then the then most people aren't getting women. You know. Yeah, then right. It's right, just normal. I feel like a lot of times I try to say stuff for the sake of it being funny on the podcast. And then in retrospect, I'm like, Oh yeah, that's going to set you back six months from getting laid. Mm. Like that's not helping you at all. Are you playing these podcasts on your first date? Then that is also <laughs> setting you back another yes. six months of getting laid. I'm, I'm, I'm playing it while we're driving to the restaurant. I'm just like having it on the radio, you know, just like casually like, Oh, whoa, what just happens to be on the radio? <laughs> oh, me talking about <laughs> some fucking comedy stupidness with some comic that you don't know anything about <laughs> as you pull up to the drive through window can i get a mcdouble please yep. and then she's like oh god she's already calling an uber on yeah, her phone and, oh did you have cash because i had only a coupon <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah You're like that's kind of like cash come on babe right right come right on. they still have mcdonald's bucks <laughs> mcbucks mcbucks <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay so <laughs> i have one bit that i want to get ronald into. rubles yeah. Go ahead. I was trying to think of something there. I think I got there. Ronald Rubles. So, obviously, we've been talking about the uh, Sex and the City podcast. Guys, if you haven't already uh, subscribed or whatever, if you do love me at all, or if you just love anything that has to do with Sex and the City, please check out your Such a Sex and the City podcast wherever you uh, find these things. But, obviously, yes, Brandon has already been graced on the podcast, and he's been on, I believe, episode two. He was like our They're first one. guest. Our first guest. Do you feel like you're you're like special? I feel the opposite you of special. You should feel special. The opposite of special. What is that word? Just in terms of, you know, uh, mediocre. Yeah, no, that's how I feel in my entire life. Just in terms of uh we're working the kinks out. Who can we get that we know would love to be on an actual like episode when we've worked out all the kinks and it's good? <laughs> but uh, you know, we'll just take this this bit of slop. This uh this half-eaten anchovy for this this is this uh, podcast otter, <laughs> <laughs> and that was me. And it, but it was good. It was a lot of no, fun. No, I think no. It was a testament of uh, how cool you are because April was like, you know, we were discussing who should we get on the podcast first, and automatically she was like, get Brandon, and if you can't get Brandon, get anybody else. <laughs> yeah, she's like, you guys are like, who can we get? And she's like, Brandon. He never has anything else to do. Brandon. <laughs> right. And Hit him up on Friday, too. I don't care if he's uh, hosting Max Blooms. Like, he'll he'll drop it for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's It's on my comedy business card. It says Brandon Jetty, comedian. And then it says, in quotes, I have nothing else to do. Mm-hmm. And then I leave my email number, social security number. And how long have you info. been doing comedy? I feel like I've been doing it maybe four to five years. I, I don't know, honestly. You don't know your first set? You don't remember your first time on stage? I didn't keep track, and then I started, and I half like What got it. you up on it? Like, what made you decide, like, you know what? I feel like I'm funny, and I need to say it on stage that I'm funny as well. <laughs> just That's my joke. Hey, guys, I'm funny. It was the jokes and humor were the, the relief cuts, and I'm doing a, a woodworking reference, were the relief cuts to the, uh, the, the uh, you know, the terrible parts of my life, which is all of it. So, so it was trying to contrast, like, hey... I live a pretty shitty life. I want to try to do something that's not that shitty. I lived a sad, sexless life. Hey, that's what I live now. <laughs> you seem <kind> of happy, <laughs> though. That's... I look like I'm happy, definitely. And those are the saddest people. Yep. yep. Those are the saddest ones. And then the people that look sad are also sad. Just the world is unhappy. Hey, I think <laughs> we're all, like, you know, in this idea of, like, you know, we, we see what social media brings. And social media brings just the happy side of, like, these are all the cool moments. You know, if we're looking at like, you know, individuals, I'm not talking about like, you know, 
social like injustice, all that shit. I'm talking about like if you just look at like somebody's personal Instagram or whatever. It's usually like, hey, look at how fun I'm having. Like, look at all these cool things that I'm doing. Look at all the like fun things I'm experiencing. It's not like, hey, this is me at work for the billionth time doing TPS reports that I fucking hate. Mm-hmm. It's all that like, it's all the glamour. It's not like the mundane stuff. Look at how many bite-sized Snickers I finished today. <laughs> Thirty-two wrappers. Is that the glamour? <laughs> I'm flossing out here. I got Snickers. I got name brand Snickers. <laughs> Whoa, that guy's eating name brand Snickers. He doesn't have to eat Snuckers. <laughs> Fucking one percenter with his Snickers all the time. <laughs> it's actually missing the nougat. <laughs> King size, yeah, for the one percent. You can't even buy the one that actually has nougat in it. What the fuck? <laughs> no, but that's the thing. Like, and I think people f- they they see all these like Instagram pictures and presents from social media people that are just like living these. Like fake lives. Yeah, you're right. Social media is all about, for the most part, putting your quote unquote best, you know, foot or photo forward. But you're right that we should do yeah, no, the depressing I like, shit. I like what you say. You're, you're putting your best photo forward. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the worst, or that's the best when you see people taking the selfies and they're smiling. Yes. And then once they have the picture, they just go back to their normal face of just they don't even like where they really are, and they're just not into it. And they're just on their phone. You're like, oh, that's a fucking sad life. And we always watch those. Like now, there's photos or like videos of girls and whatnot, you know, just taking selfie after selfie and like trying to find that like perfect one. Yeah, and it's like, you're, yeah. you're taking 30 selfies just to find one, one that you can post on Instagram. And by the way, it's not just women doing it. It's men, everybody, but, but, but no one cares about the men's Instagram accounts. Mm-mm. They are much, they have many less followers. It's way easier as a hot girl on Instagram. The only dude that I follow that has like, it's basically just an Instagram guy is Dan Blazarian. What who what is he? He's the guy with big muscles and guns and strippers. Yeah, usually, basically, yes. And that's the dude that we're like. Every time he posts something on Instagram, it's him being like living this amazing life, and it's never like you know you never see the downtime. You never see him like just with diarrhea, right? Like yeah, after from eating all that shellfish that he was like posting about earlier that he was loving. Yeah. And it's just it's his gun up against the tank of the toilet. <laughs> you know you don't see that, right? You know? Yeah. Or his like you know five women like asking for their thousand dollars <laughs> <laughs> or they're bothering him for sex and say, i just want to watch more step by step can you leave me alone right this is the time where fucking jt gets his uh, driver's license <laughs> <laughs> do you feel like your your social media presence is like that dopamine you know are you trying to get food pellets yeah it, it does feel good to get likes and whatnot and whatnot it does mm-hmm. it does it feels it fills a loneliness hole, honestly. The times when I'm most active on social media or whatnot is, are honestly the times that I'm lonely. Right. I'm like, I have nothing to do. I want to reach out to someone, someone in the world. And so I'll take a, a picture or a photo. And, and then if no one likes it, I'll be like, I'll be like I am that lonely. No oh, one enjoyed yeah. this sunset, you know, in front of a, a parking structure like mm-hmm. I did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, it in no joke, though. Like, I think that's why, I, in reality, like in a lot of ways, why I started this podcast was to definitely start to have a, uh, a built in social structure where I can like have an excuse to talk to people and to hang out with people. You know, it's, it's weird to like say like, Hey man, do you want to like just hang out? I I don't know why it is, but like to a lot of comics, like if I were to just like say, Hey, do you want to just come over and watch TV or maybe play some video games? People would be like, eh, but if I say, Hey, you want to do a podcast? They're like, yeah, I'll be there. Yeah. Well, that's different. (laughs) That is different. Also, can we get can we can we play the the Hulk, the Hulk walking oh, away? Of course, right. You're talking. I already about have that. that. Perfect. Just have a. Cue. I know you're a sound producer, so I know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. While well, I'm talking right now, can we cue mm-hmm. up like a, some jungle sound effect of like a Vietnamese jungle? Sure. 
bring in maybe an orchestra. Sure. Just have it. And I want this to be kind of like the uh, <laughs> the final thing when your sound production passes. I want I want a bird chirping uh-huh. at Foghorn Leghorn, and then for him to say, <laughs> "Excuse me," <laughs> but it. you have to morph my voice. Got it. You have to uh, to sound modulate it into a, a Foghorn Leghorn. Well, you have to have the, at least a southern accent. Well, I say, I, I do say. <laughs> you'll, you'll, you'll put the magic on that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, How many other uh, Looney Tunes characters do you think you could do? Do you think you could do like an Elmer? Or Yosemite Sam? I'm very, very quiet. I'm hunting wabbits. I'm hunting wabbits. Uh, yep. Bugs Bunny. Eh, what's up, Doc? Yep, that's pretty, pretty close. Pretty much it. <laughs> Who's the, you, you have them on file. You know all. I'm, I'm yeah, da- forgetting all Daffy these. Duck, Sylvester. They're pretty much almost like a hair off one another. It's just like, Fluffer and Fluckadash. And then it's like, Despicable. You just blew my mind in the same way that they say punk music or pop punk is all the same three chords. <laughs> right. And I'm like, what? No, he's right. This is, <laughs> I've been fooled this whole time. Well, when it's Mel Blanc, when it, when, when you have one person doing 80% of your characters, it, they're all going to have like a, a similarity to themselves. That is so true. That is, yeah. He you was know, a hack. He was a hack. <laughs> or, or, or you can say that's the beauty in it. Mm, you're right the stupidity of the masses that's what <laughs> mel was the best at capitalizing on i feel like the best uh voiceover person though is frank welker the guy that plays fred from shaggy or from uh, scooby-doo i mean uh i like his cousin is it Wes welker <laughs> the football player yeah yep. he, yeah they're both I, I assume they're coming from the same welker family same no path. but he literally does every single animal known in existence like if you ask him to do an elephant he'll do an elephant like it's crazy, no, no, and it's no, no, no. like amazing. Frank Welker, yeah, he he's in Futurama. He's in yeah, like Scooby Doo. He does basically a lot of Hanna Barbera stuff, and yeah, I like the Jimi Hendrix of sound effects. The guy from Police Academy, mm-hmm. that he oh, was the Michael Winslow. Yeah, yeah, the that was his. The wind cries Mary Jane. <laughs> <laughs> the sweeps, the creeps, and the bleeps. <laughs> You know yeah. more of his lines than I do. He was in Spaceballs for a minute, and he was in also, uh, yeah, P- Police Academy. Not much else. <laughs> <laughs> the world couldn't handle his talent, you know? No, he was, I would say, what you would call a one-trick pony. He had a couple and of different siren he had a noises. Moment. He had a moment. Police siren. Yeah. English siren. Ambulance. Gunshots. Gun fire alarm. Yeah, very lo- a lot of trick. different alarms. A lot yeah. of different alarms. <laughs> <laughs> Not saying we didn't already have those sounds, but he could do them. And he could do a bell like nobody's business. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what would you like to do? Like, if you could do, like, one voice really well, like, who would you want to do if you could do one impression? Yeah, that is just one of those things where, you know, a man is so disinterested in, in that, that it was myself, that I wouldn't even, I don't have an, uh, who <laughs> would never I, even thought about it? No, probably. not even close. I, I have no use for, for, for doing a voice that never is like a thing like i gotta am i at a party i gotta pull this voice out <laughs> i gotta i gotta do my tom cruise hey maverick oh, wait, that's not <laughs> that, that was him you, yeah he's hey. talking to himself in the mirror <laughs> yeah yep hey maverick don't let ice get one over on you fly real close to the land <laughs> like we gotta rewrite this top gun script this is bad <laughs> yeah and if you're uh got time make sure you learn some volleyball skills <laughs> i feel like the the rough draft of the Top Gun script was just transformed into the, uh, the what's that? What's that? The Naked Gun? Yes. The, the, God, what's that Charlie Sheen movie? Hot Shots. Hot Shots. Yeah. yeah.
like to like have not just cool conversations, but you know, bring a little bit of formality into this. So uh, this is a new game that I just thought about. Uh, I don't. I've never done this before, guys. So if it goes horribly wrong, I'm gonna blame Brandon. Oh, I, yeah. oh pressure. Pressure's but this is a combination here. of like what I love and what he loves. So I do a podcast about Sex and the City. He does a podcast about adult entertainment and i'm gonna read him comments and i'm gonna have him guess whether it comes from comments from the sex in the city movies or if it comes from the sex in the city parody porno (laughs) okay so you can either guess if it comes from the porno or from the actual show quick question where where are you finding the comments on the sex in the city porno (laughs) there's an actual sex in the city porno parody online and it's on you know one of the like premier porno websites you look like a moderator of that forum (laughs) 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 yep and i'm called like you know sexy miranda splooge (laughs) or something like that um but no it's i i did look up you know uh sex in the city porn and it actually had you know a porn parody come up so I saw that porn parody and looked at the comments and went, hey, those comments are pretty funny. Hmm. I'm going to turn them into a game. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I like this. And then I also saw the comments that are actually from the movies themselves. So these comments come from either one or two movies. Reading both of those comments come from just a sad Friday night, I feel like. <laughs> and these are comments that people actually put up. It's weird because, like, you know, it's one thing for one person to like or hate a movie. But it's another thing to actually put up a review or to actually say something on the topic itself. Yeah. No, I mean, they've logged into their Facebook. They've created an account. Yeah. And they've actually went, okay, now I want to say how shitty this movie was or how shitty the porno was. (laughs) All right. Okay. 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 Let's do this first one. This first comment is the tantric sex workshop scene just always grosses me out. Workshop scene. Mm Mm-hmm. So this comment could come from either the first Sex and the City movie, or the second Sex and the City movie, or the Sex and the City parody porn. Whew. It's it's. See, here's the thing. Here's now you, you got you're in my wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. You entered into my weir- my wheelhouse. Yeah, you're, you're in my garage now. Okay. <laughs> so the thing about a Sex and the City porn parody mm-hmm. is it has to appeal to the masses. So they're not going to have your classic, you know, your shitting scenes that you want, your pissing scenes that you want to see, but you're afraid to ask. So as a tantric sex scene workshop grossing someone out. It's going to have to be in the movie. I didn't see either of the movies. Uh, but you think it comes show. from the movies, not the porn. It's going to have to come from the movies. A tantric sex workshop scene sounds like something after they ran out of ideas. So I'm going to go with the second movie. You are correct. Look at that. Oh, Look at man. That. Here we go. That already comes to Yes. From, come and on. you even guessed it, the second the second movie. That's it's definitely when they run out of ideas. And mm-hmm, like just, mm-hmm. We want to do more coke. Can you just, can we do the, the trope of the tantric sex scene, please? Yeah. Okay. Next comment. This would have been better with one more guy. Mm-hmm. And that, we're getting real here. So are these are, are these comments on specific scenes of movies? No, this just is the In comment general? section. I looked up on YouTube as well as the porn website. And this is just the comment section from both of those feeds. So I feel like you're, you know, you're, I'm, you're doing the trick question on me. Of course, We're playing mind games. You know? Am I or am I not? I don't know. This is Sex in the City chess, you know. And obviously, I was trying to not have it be, you know, easy. I'm trying to make it a little tough. But that's the beauty of the Sex in the City franchise versus porn itself. You don't know. You don't know where it's going to come from. 
I'm gonna have to go. We're playing the mind games, you know. The psych out. You're, you're trying to deke me out of my pads here. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go porn. I'm gonna go that you you assumed it and you, you came back around anyway. You are correct. Yes. Wow, two see, for two. You see the mind games? I know, I know. You were you were feeling it. You saw where I was gonna zig and you zagged. Yep. I I commend you for that. Okay, yep. next one. She used to have such great tits, and now they're ruined from plastic surgery. I just don't think the Sex and the City girls have. No, 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 great tits? Have great tits. <laughs> what? That's... What? No, 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 I feel no, like no, at no. least three of them do. No, I'm sorry. Well, they have Guess which one tits. doesn't. <laughs> oh, let's go Sex and the City one. Oh. Oh, no. You are wrong, sir. It actually comes from the porn parody. <laughs> yep. Okay, so dance two, continues. two for one. It's all good. It's all good. So at least, like, fooled you for one. Okay, next one. Now there's a body style you don't see much of online these days. Now there's a body style you don't see much of online these days. You see every body style online, but much of... Man, what would you know but porn? You gotta... You gotta the body, the body style. Body style. It's cool. Ooh, I'm really. I'm not. This isn't even about the movies. That's that's secondary. But this is just about me and Daryl. <laughs> gotta get in his mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What is it? What was I thinking? I'm just I gotta get in his mind. I know. I'm gonna say it was Sex in the City one. Mm. Oh no! See, the porn parody again. Of course it was. And now you're two for two, two for two, fifty-fifty. We're back in this. Wait, by the way. But you, you have a loose understanding of sports terms. By the way, two for two means he, two and he got both of them. I'm two and two. But right, yeah. right, two and two. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I get it. Okay, so we're on to the fifth question. We have seven total, so three more to go. Okay. Honestly, this movie seriously isn't that bad, and I'm sick of all the hate it gets. Love the movie and the ladies. That's uh, that's Sex in the City too. Yes, yeah. you are there, right there. I thought it was going to get you, but maybe not. No, no, that's just too... That's someone defending something. That's, like, too coherent for a porn-like review. Like, usually it's not, like, you know, in that much of, like, two or three sentences. Yeah, yeah. And he wouldn't, yeah, be defending the porn parody, right? In general, no. And I'm not thinking, like, this is a he either. <laughs> See, some, that's the thing. It's whoever would post it online, because I believe if there was ever a rigorous debate about the Sex in the City porn parody, someone would come to that side of, hey, the women in here aren't that bad after hearing something discrediting mm-hmm. the women. Mm-hmm. But we're talking online cunts, and just got to get into their mind as well. Do you think that the females are the ones that are doing the commenting on the porn parody? No, they don't even watch that crap. They don't know it exists. They probably are not aware. But how are men falling into it or stumbling across it? You know, how do you, like, okay, if you're not, like, into Sex and the City, the show, how do you find the sex parody of it? See, this is, you're an outsider on this. (laughs) If you don't like Sex and the City, the show, well, as a guy, what are you thinking? I just wish these women would be fucking a bunch and I can see their tits jiggling. And you do in the show. Like, except Sarah Jessica Parker. Yeah, oh, she never showed. She never showed the titties, no. Wow. That was showed. her one uh, stipulation in her contract, actually, was no nudity. No titties. No tits, huh? But every other girl, all the other three girls, they show them. And they're amazing. I'll admit, all all three of them are amazing. Yeah, I'd want to see those tits. I'm sad SJP never, never showed them. I feel like, in general, a- actresses in Hollywood, when they get to a certain age, they want to have one last, you know, hurrah with their 
their tits, you know, capture right. them in their glory days. So they'll just pop them out there. She did have a lot of moments where she wasn't wearing a bra and she wasn't wearing like a lot of like, you know, much. She was definitely like, you know, flaunting the titties, but she never actually like exposed them fully. That annoys me about her that she wouldn't just just because all of her other it's a, it's a thing about solidarity for for womanhood. Yeah. All of her, you know, co-actors. Yeah, you would think like as a feminist, you would be like, no, expose those bitches because you are an empowered woman. And you could do whatever the fuck you want. Out of yeah, exactly. Out of respect, there should have just been a weird B story where Sarah Jessica Parker just goes into a bar and just is part of a wet T-shirt contest and just rips her shirt off. Mm. And then I would like that. Then they leave. Yeah, she should have done that if she she should she appreciated women. (laughs) (laughs) If you loved women, you would have shown those titties. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Put on a bumper sticker. So we're going back to the quiz. What's the score at? It's three two, right? Three to two. You got that last question right. Three for two, baby. Two more left. Okay, (laughs) here it is. Next question or next comment. Sex time, yo. Yeah, that's porn. Porn, do you say? I do say. You are wrong, sir. It is in the Sex in the City movie one comments. Sex time, yo. Yep. Uh... I thought that would have fooled you, of course. Okay, so last one. Last one. So now it's 3-3. Three, three. It's tied. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. Boom, boom. Okay. This decides it. Are you a, you know, aficionado or are you an amateur? I'm not Mexican. Oh, okay, wait, 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 wait. Okay. So I thought that was the line. What were you going to say? No, I thought that was the line. Are okay. you an aficionado or are you an amateur? <laughs> no, 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 no. That would have been a cool line, though, but it's not. I'm not Mexican, but what a stupid line about Mexican food, water, etc. What a stupid bitch. That director is stupid. Well, okay, so we're ruling out the porno. Because mm. no one listens to the dialogue in a porno. And nobody cares about, like, Mexican tacos in porno or any of that? No, there's rarely, rarely the appearance of any food of any sort. You're supposed to think porn stars don't eat? That's part of the draw. There's just basically sex robots. But is there a Mexican scene in either of the Sex and the City movies? Yeah, there definitely is. I feel like Mexico, that's, that's a Sex and the City one movie because it's still kind of a fresh storyline to hit. That's a common after a show ends, they kind of like to go to like a tropical place. Right. I'll go with Sex and City 1. And it does feel like bringing it back to like the social justice, where it's like, I'm not Mexican, but I feel offended that they're going to talk about Mexicans this way. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay. What, what? Are you still going I'm going Sex and the City 1. You are correct, sir. There we go. Okay, so you are... Uh, Four, four for three. Four for three, baby. On the Sex in the City or Sex in the City parody porno. Uh, this might be the one and only time I play this game. <laughs> I don't know I'm how the many... champ. Yeah, you're pretty good at it. I'm the champ, baby. Undefeated. Uh, I'm glad that uh, that that you uh, did well in it. I'm getting. I'm kind of getting a big head about me about it. You know? <laughs> what would you say? Yeah, you you would. You think you uh, would do pretty well in Jeopardy? Uh, if I'm allowed to guess, if they don't do negative points, I could probably do half decent. They do. They do negative points, yes. so I wouldn't do well. But I sometimes I'll chime in with something like maybe that's right, and I'll get it right. <laughs> so that's pretty much the extent of that. But Celebrity Jeopardy <laughs> or for College Jeopardy, I could whoop. On that. Yeah, College Jeopardy, I could understand. Or yeah, celebrity, celebrity Jeopardy, especially, sure. and also the, the younger ones too. But the the regular Jeopardy, I would love to see a sketch of you like buzzing in like 40 times and having Alex go no, no, <laughs> like just. Always correct you and go, nope. <laughs> what is the Battle of the Bulge? <laughs> nope. I'd say that's the Battle of Antietam. The, what is the Battle of Mer- Merrimack versus Mariner? <laughs> no, that's Roe v- versus Wade. Orioles versus Blue Jays. Nope, that's Royals versus Blue Sox. <laughs> Blow Sox. <laughs> yep. 
Uh, I never get the blow socks. It was the uh, one game that they played. <laughs> they won. think that there could be a guy that decides that he's going to change his gender, but not actually change any of his physical appearance. Just say, yeah, I'm now a woman, but I'm going to look exactly how I look right now. But you have to now call me a woman. I'm not saying that I have to look like a woman. That's your predetermined gender stereotype. Like, I can look however I want, but I want to be referred to as a woman now. Yeah, you'd have to know that person. I think the only person, the only way that would Clearly work. a stranger, you'd be like, you're retarded. You're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but if I seriously told you tomorrow, like, hey, Brandon... I'm now Daryl the female. Now treat me as such. But I'm not changing my like appearance. I'm not going to take estrogen or go through surgery or any of that. I'm just now being a woman. People would obviously be like, you're, you're clearly insane. I don't even want to hear this conversation on this podcast. <laughs> you're not taking it seriously, right? Mm-hmm. That's what people are probably thinking. Well, I would say... Depending on how you would but say But I'm it. just thinking of a slippery slope fallacy mentality of people like, where do you go? How far do you say no... We're going to define genders as this. You can I, be whatever, but it's got to be A, B, and C. I do like the slippery slope argument just in terms of uh, just of something that doesn't exist. You're just creating like a, it's a, it's a hypothetical the fallacy. People will say if we can think it, it's now something we need to debate and seriously go up to Congress and say, hey, there's going to be somebody out there. Because that's the thing about like social justice. It's not about like I'm actually offended or this person is offended that I know it's if there's somebody out there that could be offended by this, I'm now going to stick up for them. I don't know them personally. I don't know if they actually exist, but if they do, they're going to be pissed off and I'm going to help them not be pissed off. It's they're in the minority. Honestly, they don't exist. You're right. They could exist. It's similar to the argument about mixed gender bathrooms where some people will be against it and say a man and a woman being in the same restroom, a man just going to go in there and, and eat her pussy as she's, as she's peeing. Right. That's going to happen. Right, right, right. You know, not, I think it's in the, in the major, in the vast minority that you can't even really something. If someone's going to do something like that, it's probably going to happen. The same thing. If, if you see someone out on a country road and you're just in the middle of nowhere, what's to stop you from just punching that person in the face and then going, there's no cops around. There's nothing you couldn't be, mm. Someone could just do that. They're, hypothetically, that's a possibility. Very true. And it, and it might occur. So here's here's what should happen. Here's mm-hmm. what should happen. If so, if the person is is not being is is kind of falsifying their gender, and you know they're not being serious about wanting to be a man or, right. or, or switching gender. Like I'm just doing. They this should be punched to, in the face. Right. They should be taken out on a country road and punched in the face. Like you're by making, transgender people. Right. You're making a mockery of what we're trying to do seriously, and you're taking light of our struggle. Yeah. So they, which I clearly understand that because that's what obviously I would never do. I'm just talking about this hypothetically where it's like, I don't want to think that there's an asshole out there that would do this, but in this world, I'm clearly assuming that there's going to be an asshole out there that's going to do this. Yeah. <laughs> it's how much just because as soon as they figure out like, okay, they're going to get some sort of special treatment or they're going to have some sort of like leg up. Uh, you Will know, they though? what's the leg up? Oh, that person's transgender. Uh, let's beat that person in the street. <laughs> um, I want to say like suddenly, you know, <laughs> some, the special treatment something government wise where now Very they can get like assistance or now they can get uh, protected by some what? sort of. <laughs> Do you think gays just get an allowance from Uncle Sam every month signed by Trump? <laughs> yes. $200 yes. for being gay. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. $500 for switching <laughs> genders. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, obviously I'm, I'm clearly ignorant 
and I don't know what I'm talking no, about. This is good. Cause... But I'm just saying, like, I hate that that's the thing. Like, I don't like, and this is the same thing with this Me Too idea, is, is we're having people that barely have had anything happen to them, or they're really not taking it seriously. But now they're they're trying to say, oh, I've had an experience, or I'm with you. I need to be in this category, too. And it's like... You, are you talking about transgender people? No, I'm, I'm talking about, like, pe- like people... People sexually assaulted? Yeah. Where you have, like, people that have actually been raped and physically beaten and horrible things have actually happened to them. Mm-hmm. And then you have people that are, you know, just have regretted a consensual night at a party that they just, you know, got a little drunk and just didn't want that, you know, night to exist anymore. But now they're going to, like, say that they were, you know, the same person. They were raped and they were physically, you know, there's no, like, degrees. You know, with murder, you know, when you get tried for murder, there's different degrees. First degree, second degree, manslaughter. I mean, it's like if you accidentally, you know, get into an accident and you kill somebody, that's different than if you, like, premeditated, like, thought about some dude that you wanted to kill for two months and then you went and did it. (laughs) Sure. Still a violation, though. They're both getting crimes and punishment. You know, they're both getting, like, you know, things that, yeah, you shouldn't have done. I'm sorry it was an accident. But it's still something that needs to be, I guess, have some repercussion or some consequence. I think you're right. There's varying scales of the brutality of what happened to them. But I'm saying that that should be with sexual assault. There should be that, different. That's what I'm saying. Se- there should be different severities of it. Yeah, but you don't want to. You're going to differentiate that. You know what I mean? I'm not saying it's. Sh- I'm it's just, just saying to to protect the people that because there's a difference. Is I, it there or I, is? I, think, I mean, maybe there isn't. Maybe there is. There shouldn't be a difference. I think part of especially this Me Too movement is just showing the broad spectrum of what can be considered sexual assault and then just how prevalent it is. You know, some of those other some of the cases maybe you're talking about. Uh, like I if you know, get catcalled on the street, is that the same as if you just actually got like assaulted by that same dude? Like no, no. But yeah, is it unwanted advances? Yeah, you didn't want to get catcalled. Nobody, no girl wants that, but it's different than if he actually did something physical to you, right? I think the Me Too movement, you're right. It describes, though, just the varying levels of sexual either assault or harassment. Mm-hmm. They're just trying to get any type of just sexual. Well, that's the thing is that mm-hmm. when I saw it, when everybody was posting their stories and whatnot, I, I just saw the the huge variation in stories. And I'm like, you know, I don't know if this person that went through this story is going through the same problems as you going through this story. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe that's me just putting a stupid judgment on something that doesn't need judging. I, I, I no no no. I like the idea of having a uh, a me too judgment board. <laughs> like you're going, you have to just play, <laughs> put it on your case up, and just the person opposite to you is just some sleazy lawyer. Hey, come on, judge. She was wearing uh, spandex, you know. Hey, right. He just grabbed one cheek. Hey, hey. <laughs> a half a cheek. Come on, that's just two months, right? <laughs> he didn't put it in her. I'll join you as a judge on this. <laughs> On your board. <laughs> no, but if that's, that's what this podcast is about, Carol, I'm down. <laughs> of course. That's what I've brought you on is to just be like, dude, this is a whole Me Too podcast. W- yep. We're talking about gender roles and gender rights. <laughs> and why not make the judges for this board one uh, white guy and one whitish looking guy? Right, right, that's right, perfect. right. <laughs> that but, is. but you also have a, a, a Nariman, so I mean, that could help. The, that was the whitish part. That's where. That's why I don't earn just the pure white, where does not that, purebred. Where does that come from? Where does... Where did Nariman hail from? Uh, Nariman is the name of a character in a Persian mythology book that's similar to our version of Hercules, but it's not Hercules. Everyone knows. like, oh, no, it's not. It's actually Hercules' dad. So, But Hercules was Zeus' son, right? You know, didn't get a name in Greek mythology, I'll tell you what. <laughs> Probably, right? You're right. Yeah. It was he, like, it was was like the Jesus myth, right? Where it was like half God, half human. Mm, you know, no, no, well, yeah, in that sense, yes. But, you know, Jesus, you know, wasn't a big fucking musc- muscular kind or of like beach body guy. <laughs> he did have a beach body. That is that is right. But Clearly, he, he walked on the beach and on the water. So, I mean. <laughs> he, he was more toned than he was buff, I mm-hmm. think. At least historians have acknowledged that to this day. Yeah, clearly. 
Just if you if you oiled up Jesus, he would just look like he was kind of you know slaving away somewhere. But if you oiled up Hercules, like that's just the sight of the guy. So Nariman was the uh, Persian Hercules. Persian Hercules is dead. Got it. Yeah. So Persian Zeus. Yeah, but not it was <laughs> but it not was a normal Zeus, dude. Not a dude. Not a god. It okay. was just uh, I guess Hercules in, in the Persian mythology was just. A so, man born with just some sort of a genetic defect that gave him a lot of strength. Cool. I don't think he was of the gods. I think he just he was missing a chromosome or had too many chromosomes. Nice. Yeah. That's that's a lot of Persian mythology is. And you, so I assume you're half Persian or some sort of assume, Persian. Or did you know that, Daryl? <laughs> or did you know that, Daryl? Maybe. But, yeah. Well, no, half. I mean, I could have been full. Um, but no, no, you're right. I'm half half Persian, half Ecuadorian. That's from the country of Ecuador. So Maybe. not white at all. No. You but know, get mistaken for white a lot. I could, you know, I could pass. Mm-hmm. I could just. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like I could, if if I was at a train station, I had to get past a Nazi guard. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, maybe out of out of a concentration camp or so, I, mm-hmm. not. I don't, I don't know where. But I feel like if it was busy enough, if it was, if it was rush hour, I could get past them. They probably. wouldn't pick me out. Yeah, they probably. They'd, like, they'd give me a second look, but like, mm, that's probably okay. <laughs> He's probably okay. Yeah, so I'm that level of white. <laughs> Do you would have been a guard or a colonel, a, by the way. Yeah, of course I would have been. Yeah. Uh, do you get offended <laughs> do you, sorry, if people do, do you, call you white? I, I like, by the way, how you kind of just vaguely kind of longed for that day. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, no, if it was back, if it was, if if the real, the good guys would have won during World War II, ooh, man, I'd have been a five-star I, colonel by now. Man, I was so, would have been so successful if the white man won. <laughs> <laughs> yep, no, white man just, yep. just like all consecutive losses. The white man is the Washington generals to the minorities of uh, Harlem. Totally, man. Our day is out. Never I mean, had a day. It, I mean, we are, if if we did have a day, it's long gone. Uh, I, I definitely don't feel like uh, the white guy is getting his uh, day in the sun anymore. He didn't really have a lot of days in the sun. That's why he's white. Yep. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that, <laughs> I right, like that. I, I like where we're headed with this. Going to be in the sun now. Anyway, I'm cutting a lot of this. No. Well, no. Let's let's go deeper into this racial stuff. <laughs> let's just both start by saying the N-word in this next part. And right. See, see how that goes. <laughs> I, I want to say. And that's going to be, by the way, the uh, cold open to this. <laughs> I, w- I was talking with <laughs> Daniel Zambrano off air. Jesus, name dropper. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, every, everyone calm down. Yes, he knows Daniel I know. Zambrano. I know, I know. He was on the last episode, so uh, people mm. already are aware of him, at least if He's they're the fans right of this show. Yeah. But anyway, uh, I was talking with him, and I was saying, like, what if the like new N-word, like, what if instead of the N-word, you just said nincompoop? What the fuck are you talking about, man? Like, uh-huh. what if that could be the new, like, N-word? Oh yeah, but it, it wasn't. It wasn't yelled at a certain race while they were being beaten and enslaved, though. So, <laughs> no, but, I don't know if it carries much weight, though. No, but you could use it still, like you know, like man, my Nick poop last night. He was over here being such a Nick poop. <laughs> yeah, you could do that. That's this, yeah. is, this is where you 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 wouldn't the, any yeah, black friend you no. had would just be like, I can't hang out with this man yeah, anymore. The, nope, <laughs> I, got, I gotta go. <laughs> I gotta go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I would always. Uh, I I had a black roommate uh, when I first moved out on my own. And he would do that a lot where he'd always be like, what up, my nigga? And blah, blah, blah. And like always give me the like hand slaps and whatnot. And I would always feel like, how do I respond to this? Like, I can't like say the same thing. I gotta be like, yo, bro. <laughs> By the way, on, on a, on a, <laughs> Daryl was miming a hand slap, but it looked like <laughs> just some bad break dancing. It was like he was doing the robot. 
That's that's terrible. Just his, <laughs> that's his, how his I elbow hand- was tweaked out. <laughs> <and> just <laughs> what is that? That's how I high five black people. Is I do the robot and just. Mm. <laughs> Did you ask your black roommate for the pass? <laughs> what pass? For the pass. What? Oh, for the word pass. <laughs> yeah, did you ask? <laughs> no. That's, that's polite. That's gentlemanly to do. <laughs> hey, can I say it in front of you? Is that cool? Yeah. <laughs> you gotta, you, that's, not like a, that's not like a minute one ask that question. You know, right, like, no. But what's your name, Daryl? Like... <laughs> Wait. <laughs> I should have chosen a different name because your name is Daryl. Yeah, yeah. His name Rob? was Dre. Dre. Yeah. Um, is that racist? <laughs> uh, his name was actually Dre, so... His name was Andrew, but you just called him Dre, and it kind of bothered him. But like, at least he's not calling me the N word. So yeah, his name was actually Dave. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, but you never asked him. I never asked him. Were you guys uh, cool? Were you guys tight? We were tight. Okay. Uh, there were a few times where, like, after I've had a few, and after like we were smoking a couple blunts and whatever, you know, when the joke came into play, then I could drop it for sure. Like if there was this moment where, like, you know. Pick that up for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, oh, great. Right, good. or if it was like clearly like, oh, this is the moment where it's like going to be a funny way to say it, or it's going to be for a tagline in some way or yeah, whatever. Yeah, just screaming, I don't want any in this house. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. You know how it is. Yeah, perfect, perfect. <laughs> then it was like, then obviously if it got a laugh and the whole like, you know, apartment was busting up, then he's all like, ah, oh, that's cool, bro. You get a pass. <laughs> but if everybody, you know, didn't laugh and the record scratched, then he would have been like, dude, why'd you say that, man? No, oh, so that did happen. <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you got to be very judicious when you use that word. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I heard that they're going to remake uh, Top Gun. I don't know if Tom Cruise is in it, but I heard they're remaking it. Okay, well, Tom Cruise hasn't, unfortunately, he could do it. He hasn't aged literally a day oh, since he, he could, the original. Yeah, he could still be in it. Yeah. I don't know about Anthony Edwards. No, Goose. <laughs> Goose, he's, you need to hire somebody younger. And I don't know about Val Kilmer. I think he's no. almost dead. No, he's just really fat now. Oh, right. I thought he had, like, cancer of some sort. No, he wishes he had cancer. <laughs> get that physique back. Right, yeah, cancer rolls before he definitely helps you get that physique. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, is that that cancer physique he has? Mm. Ooh. Would you say you're a movie buff? You, I, do you enjoy movies? I, I have the... I'm a movie cancer physique. I, I enjoy, yeah, I enjoy movies. Are we on a first date? <laughs> are we? Are we? This is us meeting for coffee. Yeah. What's your favorite movie? Well, we should go somewhere. We should see a movie sometime. Uh, I don't know if I like movies. <laughs> I I dated a girl one time that seriously hated movies. She hated you. I'm a, I'm a, <laughs> I, I regret to inform you. I didn't want to be the one to tell you this. Everyone no, like, likes at least a movie. No, she wouldn't. Like anytime when I would like want to put on a movie at home or whatever, you know, we have Netflix, we have all these streaming services. There's boundless movies at our disposal. And she would say, you know, like, no, like she would rather watch, you know, eight hours of Gilmore Girls instead of like an hour and a half movie. I don't know why. She probably hated all your movie picks. And she liked these shows. People like movies. Mm, People will watch movies. I feel like binge watching TV shows now is like reading a good book. You know, it's the same thing back in the day where you could like read it by chapter. So like you could set it down. You could, you know, get back to it at your own discretion. You know, you could go like, okay, I'm going to just watch this one episode and then like leave it for a little bit and then come back to it. Just like you would a book. That is such. That sounds like we are in the prequel to Idiocracy. <laughs> it's like, oh, good book. Now it's now it's uh, running through uh, all the seasons of Gilligan's Island. Right. Charles Dickens. Puh. 
Well, like, I feel like people are the same, like, you know, knowledge-based, where, like, you know, if they watched all f- six Lord of the Rings, they would feel like they're pretty much at the same speed as if somebody read all three books. Mm, unless they talk with someone that had read the books. <laughs> then they would know. Obviously, they read the, they, they saw the Cliff Notes version, basically. I've had people books. judge me for listening to the audiobook over the reading of the book. Wow. Mm-hmm. That those people should not be your friends. Don't, don't ask them to be. <laughs> they anymore. aren't anymore. After they said, like, why would you listen to it instead of read it yourself? I'd be like, fuck you. Cause I'm, I'm out. Because I'm driving and I can't have a book in front of my face. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yep. Yep. Yeah. No. Th- and by the way, there are benefits. Now we're getting serious here. And this is mm-hmm. actually why, why I came here to talk to Oh, really? Okay. Well, they, they, they have found, though, that listening, listening to audiobooks has some of the similar benefits of actually reading. So it's not wow. as, as kind of... Well, I always felt like it was the classier, like more like, you know, prestigious way of, you know, I could read this, but I'm going to have somebody read it to me instead. It's just above looking at a big tit magazine. You know? <laughs> I mean, it's not enough prestige. It is. It's, you know, it's, it's close to <laughs> literature, I guess. <laughs> yeah. How is it like a big tit magazine? It's just above that. Okay. 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 I got it. I got it. It's, it's the articles. <laughs> I listen. Here's the thing. What's weird is uh, recently I read. Uh, Ready Player One. It's a book by um, what's his name, Ernest Klein, I believe, and it's gonna be a movie made by Spielberg like next year or whatever. But I love the book so much that I later found out that the audiobook was read by Will Wheaton. So I downloaded the audiobook and listened to it already after like I read it myself, just because I knew it was already a book I enjoyed and it was read by a dude that I enjoy as well. And sorry, just for background, I don't. I, I've heard the name Will Wheaton. He what was he on? Sliders? He was on Star, Star Trek. He was the fucking kid on Next Generation. You know Wesley. I mean, you couldn't be throwing me more of an airball here. He was right? also in Stand by Me. He was like the main kid in Stand by Me. Uh, wasn't that uh, Lou Diamond Phillips? What? <laughs> I didn't see Stand by Me. I, you haven't seen Stand by Me. Well, that's your first, uh, you know, homework assignment. Go watch that movie. I'll, I'll listen to it on tape. <laughs> see that? It was a Stephen King book. It's about yeah, I, I, yeah. It's about four kids going to find a dead body. It seems like a pretty short story, doesn't it? Yes. Well, we found it. Well, right. I mean, it could have been yeah, two chapters of a uh, they hiked, they uh, struggled, and they found it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it could have been yeah, six sentences. Yeah. But Stephen King, he's no, an idiot. No, he decided hey, actually Stephen- to to make it into. A lot more chapters. <laughs> that's what me and Daryl are here to tell you. Should have cut it short, buddy. Yep, yep. We didn't want to read that shit. They, they saw the body and that was it. Are you a Stephen King fan? Uh, I'm a fan of him as a human being. I like... <laughs> right, you you like that he exists in the world? He's a, like, a mad genius. He's crazy. He doesn't remember writing some of his best novels. I think the, the things that he's... What? I don't remember that. He doesn't remember writing Cujo. What? He's been on... I don't remember what drugs. At least he's definitely... He loves oh, cigarettes. Yeah. He used to... He was on a big coke habit, for he's sure. Big, okay, yeah. Coke habit. And I think he's a big drinker. Definitely. And yeah, he said there are novels that he just doesn't remember writing. They're some of his best. So I just like that he exists as a human being. <laughs> and that he's definitely owning up to like, yeah, I knew I wrote that, but I don't know how I wrote it. <laughs> and then the best part is then afterwards he writes that his book Stephen King on writing which hmm. is he go he kind of gets long winded about everything but one of the chapters should be just get an eight ball of coke yes pick your favorite hard liquor yes uh, shutter your blinds and uh, and wear soiled underwear for about two weeks and see what you come up with well I always loved his idea of two is like write what you know like every story more or less I'm not saying every story but definitely a majority of his stories are always about authors oh Oh, yeah misery misery uh it um 
what's his face insomnia. Uh, thinner insomnia like there's was that real i don't know if insomnia was that oh movie. yeah yeah oh, yeah, okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. the only one i knew from him yeah tommy knockers there's so many the like Leprechaun actually penned a novel he was trying to get it published and then that was that was the prequel to tommy knockers was the le- is that is, is that the right book yes yes oh, yes okay. <laughs> right. mm-hmm. uh-huh. yeah about the aliens in the forest and shit didn't see it oh, okay I am a big Stephen King fan. I love Stephen King. I also love uh, that he had an alias. He had uh, Richard Bachman. You know, it was a pen name. So he had so many stories that were his, but people were like, no, you already have like a brand of being scary. You know, you're this horror guy. Like you can't put out stories like Green Mile or put out stories like The Running Man. Like that's not you. Yeah. That's dude. That's somebody else. And he's like, but I got this fucking story. And they're like, yeah, but Stephen King's the scary guy. So he's like, well, fucking put it under another dude. <laughs> like, and they're like, all right, well, we could do that. Wait, he did Green Mile. Yeah. And what was the other one? Running Man, under Richard Bachman. Shawshank Redemption was originally under Richard Bachman. What? That blew my fucking mind. Wow. So it was like he had all these ideas for these other stories, but it was like, okay, you're not like, that's not going to sell. Well, as a Stephen King story. But then obviously later, when people realize how successful it is, like once Shawshank becomes Shawshank, then people go like, oh, yeah, it was Stephen King, by the way. And then people go, oh, wow, was it was Stephen King really cool. But like for the first eight years, it wasn't. <laughs> it was this guy, Richard Bachman. But clearly people that are in the know knew Richard Bachman was really Stephen King. Of course. But to the credit, by the way, of the, to the naysayers, most artists, when they try to do something they don't normally do, are dog shit at it. So... Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to see Keanu Reeves in a blues band. <laughs> Fuck off. You're terrible at it. Uh, I don't want to see Shaq blues rapping. Band, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I, don't, I don't want any of that. Lone Dog or whatever or something. Star Dog. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Dog Star or something. <laughs> something like that. Yeah. yeah like... I'm like, I don't want that at all. <laughs> no, no, no. So I, I can see some of the naysayers, but yeah, no, they were definitely wrong. Stephen King is a genius. It is interesting, though, too, that like, you know, you write a couple of good horror movies or horror novels. And then you get this reputation of like, okay, you're the horror guy, but you have other ideas. It's just like every artist. Like, okay, you have, you're the comedy guy. Also, by the way, you said he wrote a couple of good horror books or whatever. Mm-hmm. He, if he heard that, he would probably throw his laptop against the wall. <laughs> a couple. You son of a bitch. Okay. You son of Maybe a bitch. 25 yeah. or so. <laughs> Man. Just a little bit. Just a few. Yeah. Uh, but I like also to think that Stephen King listens to this. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, that's the thing. It's like, okay, I hate that. Like, as maybe it's not so much. Maybe maybe I'm I'm like propagating this like idea that it is still this in this industry. But I feel like maybe it's not anymore. Where you get pigeonholed and yeah. and get labeled as like, no, you're just this person. You can't write anything else, or you can't do anything else. And I feel like no, maybe you are those like like Will Ferrells or Jim Carreys that can cross over. Crossover from what to what did Will Ferrell crossover into? He does like awesome. serious stuff, as does well he? as like comedy stuff. What is well, he's been in? I don't because I don't know. Like has Stranger he... Than Fiction, that was kind of a little serious. I didn't see it, mm. I, but I thought it was all. I thought it, for the most part it was. At least, it's not humorous at all. I mean, there are light-hearted elements, but I wouldn't call it a you know a comedy like Talladega Nights or whatever. Yeah, I, you know, I think it's even even if they are established, just like when they weren't established, they have to reprove themselves when they want to do something new. They have to prove people wrong. It's the same thing with like Robert De Niro. Like I feel like a lot of like his early stuff are all these like you know serious you know Martin Scorsese movies, and then later in his career he starts doing like Meet the Fockers and Bad Grandpa and shit. He's like, oh, I don't want to be this like serious like 
you know, mob boss guy all the time. I want to be the cool, hip, funny guy. Wasn't Bad Grandpa, wasn't that the Johnny Knoxville movie? Mm, yeah, but then he also, maybe it was called Dirty Grandpa or something. He did oh, one okay. with Zach Efron. He was in a movie <laughs> okay. with Zach Efron. It was Johnny Knoxville. Johnny Knoxville did a, yeah, a bad remember, grandpa, uh, yeah. Okay. It's like, yeah, don't you remember Johnny Knoxville in uh, in Goodfellas? <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I'm a little buzzed. We're, we've been drinking, by the way, guys, if you haven't already known <laughs> or been able to tell. Watch me hump this horse's head, this dead horse's head. But, I'm going to take it into a mall, and we're going to film it. Yeah, whatever that's that Johnny movie. Knoxville in Goodfellas. <laughs> or, no, that's Godfather? <laughs> yeah, that that's Godfather. Terrible. Yeah. But whatever <laughs> movie Zac Efron and Robert De Niro were in, it, it had to do with him being a grandpa, but they were at like spring break or whatever. Oh, good God. Yeah. That's, you know, that's Robin needs a paycheck. Exactly. Bobby need uh, to bring some cheese in. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. No. And Robert Nero as well toward the end of his career. He, he stopped doing the funny stuff. Maybe he did some funny stuff recently, but then he just started doing hack crime kind of movies or dramas or, you know, where he's a heist guy, but just the story fucking blows 88 minutes i don't know if that no that was pacino, oh right maybe. that was pacino that right was pacino. yeah mm-hmm. both of them just uh, apparently they're in a new bad. one coming out there's a, a made for netflix movie that's going to be starring like harvey Keitel, uh de niro pesci everybody it's so sad that those were you know once humongous heroes of you know the acting community now they're just almost like released to dvd movies mm-hmm. well scorsese is supposedly uh directing it as well but that's the thing like netflix i don't know they're they're pulling out some some big like production yeah but if it was bigger I, I feel like it would get you know put in theaters even scorsese he's he's one step away from directing like the new season of step by step well i feel They're like to... <laughs> even netflix is putting out movies in the theater just so it can get you know technically said that it was like had a theatrical release oh is that right right so it can get nominated for an oscar or whatever so it's like okay technically it's a netflix production but it was in, you know, like five theaters and, you know, L.A. and New York were two of them. So technically it's like a theatrical released movie. So it can later be said like, oh, it's going to get all these accolades and rewards. But it wasn't really seen in the movies. You know, it was basically just a Netflix movie. It's, you're right. It's part of a formality. So it could be eligible for whatever Emmys. Blah, blah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 that's true. But now even Netflix TV shows are getting, you know, accolades. All those, you know, how many awards did Stranger Things get? I don't know. A shitload. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. they cleaned up at the Emmys and the Golden Globes. That's that's your final Jeopardy answer when you don't know uh, sh- what the amount is. What is a shitload, Alex? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, contestant. What do you feel like you would be the best contestant on Jeopardy? You what? would you 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 think you could crush that, Jeopardy? Mm, that would what I would be the best on. Mm. I am not a Wheel of Fortune guy. No. And those are the only two game shows I know. <laughs> so it's going to be Jeopardy. What about uh, Deal or No Deal or Price Is Right? Yeah, because I definitely didn't know what deal or no deal was or is. Howie Mandel, you know, with the boxes they, and oh, the, the, the cases. Yeah. Oh, man. It's basically luck. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and then... Price, price is right. I mean, that's got a little bit of skill. I can't do any of that shit. You no. just bet $1. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not, give me Jeopardy. I know random shit. Random trivia. Yeah. That doesn't hold any dividends. Nothing. It's not like it's going to make you any money that you know that Stephen Urkel came in at episode six. <laughs> yep. It is, it is a trivial pursuit. <laughs> Brandon, I think we've, we've talked probably enough, right? Yes, definitely. <laughs> we put your cat to sleep. 
Yeah, she's fallen asleep on my clothes. But I definitely want to thank you for coming in. Thank you for having a few drinks with me, having a few laughs. We talked about some deep issues that might have not come on the podcast. Who knows what have made it and what hasn't made it. Uh, only time will tell. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that is correct. <laughs> That's me just bailing out on your on your riff. Exactly. Like, I'm not trying to. That's all right. Uh, but do you want to throw out your social media? Yeah, Twitter. My name, Brandon Jetty, B-R-A-N-D-O-N-J-E-D-D-I. Instagram, B-R-A-N-D-O-N-J-E-D-D-I. Facebook, B-R-A-N-D-O-N space J-E-D-D-I. Nice. Snapchat, B-R-A-N-D-O-N-J-E-D-D-I. And actually, Snapchat is what I post the most on because I'm not afraid of who will see it. Really? Potential employers and family, yeah. So because just, it, it like deletes itself in like 24 hours. And it's you can't, and you have to be added to see, you know, it's, I like the exclusivity mm. of it. And you get to do like the crazy like uh, ear ears and uh, noses and filters. I've never used a filter once. Really? I've never used. Why not? I not my not my bag. <laughs> no one wants to see. No one cares. <laughs> no, yeah. All right, guys. Well, definitely check out Brandon wherever you find entertainment. Oh, and real quick, and stripper and or tales from the pole podcast. Me yes. and Aaron Hart, we do it. It's a YouTube thing. It's on YouTube channel, free admission television or some shit. Yeah, free admission. I don't know what the fuck. Free admission. Tales Just from the pole. Check it out. And obviously, check out me at this comics life, and obviously, uh, check out uh, your such a sex in the city podcast. Anyway, guys, this has been. 